BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today on a winning edition of the HHC Hornets pretty much perfect last night in San Antonio. Win the first game of the season, 129-102. to It was a good one from start to finish. Hornets didn't trail the entire game. It was tied at two early on, but other than that, it was all purple and teal in San Antonio. We're going to go ahead and break this one down for you, provide you with our top performers, and I know it's only one game out of an 82-game slate, but what did we really learn from last night's game? We'll go ahead and talk about all of that on today's edition of the HHC with the lead writer of Hornets.com. That is Sam Perley. And Sam, first off, again, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I know we've been working you to the bone the last couple of days. Hornets looked really good last night. 129 to 102 was the final score. We'll go ahead and give you a little bit of a recap of this one really quickly because it all really started in the first quarter. Hornets, you couldn't really plan a better start. Four for four from the field to start off the game. Charlotte led it by double digits, not even five minutes into the contest. San Antonio had to call a timeout early to stop a 16 to five run. And that's where Kelly Oubre was really able to take over in the first quarter. Pirtle, one-on-one with Oubre. Mismatch there. Pirtle backs his way in, but Oubre pokes it away. Great defensive stop. Oubre trying to blow by the rookie. Rise up, lefty laying. Good! Plus the foul! The Hornets didn't even attempt a three until the midway point of the first quarter, and they were one-for-one one to start off the game. P.J. Washington hit the first three, and the Hornets didn't really need the three ball there throughout the entirety of the game. Charlotte led this one 38-22 in the first quarter, and that is a historical landmark for the Hornets. 38 points, the most points scored in the opening quarter of Game 1 in franchise history. P.J. Washington had nine points in that first frame. From there, the Hornets just continued the roll, led it 68-47 to after two quarters of play. Terry Rozier had 13 points through two quarters. Terry just kept climbing and climbing up the scoring ladder in last night's game. He had 19 through three quarters. 
Hornets led it by 23 after the third frame, and with about four and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, it was time to call off the dogs. All the reserves, all of the two-way players got in, and the Hornets rolled to a 129-102 to victory in last night's win. Terry Rozier with a game-high 24 points. Again, the only thing that really went wrong yesterday for the Hornets, unfortunately, Cody Martin tweaked something in his leg at about the 307 mark of the first quarter. He left with left quad soreness, did not return to the contest, so we'll see what his status looks like moving forward to tomorrow's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. But when it's all said and done, Sam Pearlie, you couldn't really envision a better win last night for Charlotte. Yes, absolutely. And first off, thank you for having me. I know we spoke on yesterday's podcast. We were hoping for Gold Star Edition. We got it. We didn't want any silver lining. So I know we'll get to that in a few minutes. But yeah, overall, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start to the season. I mean, really, right out of the gates, coming out to that big lead, got up by 25 in the second quarter. Spurs went on a little bit of a run there in the third, got it to 10. And I think the Hornets had a, I think it was a 25-3 to run or 23-3 to run over the middle bridging the third and fourth quarter so just really really impressive you want to see your team come out with a lot of energy it's the start of the season everybody's excited and you definitely don't want to come out flat they made a lot of shots they were really disruptive on defense got a lot of easy buckets and transition to start and it felt like it just kind of snowballed getting lots of guys involved too i thought was really impressive seven guys in double figures i want to say like during the first but the first time out everybody had scored at least one basket so overall i mean you know regardless of opponent regardless of situation winning's really hard in the nba find a way to do it the Hornets found a way to do it last night and they looked really really good couldn't be happy with how they played last night you know obviously a couple things to, to shore up on a little bit hopefully Cody Martin's okay but yeah great great start to the season after the game head coach Steve Clifford talked about what went right for Charlotte well the formula for him was pretty simple we made a bunch of shots, right? I mean, it's just that when you score that many points in the quarter, the ball bounced our way a little bit, you know, but uh, we made a bunch of shots. And I, I thought the biggest part was the starters had a great readiness to play. But when we subbed and we broke the lineup, there was no change. So a lot of guys played well. And, you know, they only had 22. I mean, you know, our better quarters tonight, we played, you know, we played pretty good all-around basketball. What Coach Clifford talks about when he said 22, that's 22 minutes out there on the floor. The starters did not have to play a ton in last night's game, and that was good. Terry Rozier and P.J. Washington had the most minutes played, and that was at 30, and they were able to take a break for the pretty much the entirety of that fourth quarter. In terms of offense from yesterday, it was phenomenal. Four Hornets were in double figures by the 213 mark of the second quarter. When you go back to the first quarter, all five starters scored at the 403 mark of the first frame. So the offense was just really, really good. Finished the game 51% from the field shooting, 13 of 29 from beyond the arc. That is 45% roughly. And then the free throw shooting was phenomenal as well. 20 of 23, and the only two players to miss it, Kelly Oubre missed a free throw, and Nick Richards was 5 for 7 from the charity stripe. So, again, just a great offensive night for the Hornets. But that doesn't say that the defense wasn't good either yesterday, Sam. 15 turnovers for San Antonio. Again, some of them were self-inflicted a little bit. But at the same time, the Hornets able to come up with 10 blocks and 7 steals. They just really, truly played a total team game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you saw it in that first quarter, too. I mean, every time the ball got into the paint for the Spurs, it felt like there was at least two to three Hornets guys just kind of getting in there. If it got kicked out, they did a great job closing out. You know, Steve Clifford did say after the game just kind of his initial thoughts that it did feel like, you know, the Spurs did get a lot of open shots and they just didn't make them. And sometimes that's how it is. You you know, if a team is, is doesn't get off to a good start shooting, you don't wait for them to catch up. You, you pad the lead a little bit and that's exactly what they did. So not necessarily going to apologize for that. I think he knows, you know, there's definitely some areas they can improve upon defensively. 
you know, giving up 14 offensive rebounds. I thought the rebounding overall was pretty good, but they created a lot of easy points on turnovers. I thought the fast break defense was better. Good job just kind of being felt, you know, they just felt physical. That's, you know, that's kind of the sign of good defense. Can the other team feel you? If you're watching and you can kind of feel, it doesn't feel like the Spurs are getting a lot of good shots, at least down low. I know they got some good looks outside. They just didn't convert to. So uh, really happy with the defensive performance, just 102 points. And some of that, you know, when you start emptying the benches midway through the fourth quarter, I mean, they could easily held them under 100. So, yeah, I don't think you can be, uh, you know, it's a really good start for the defense. That's something they've really keyed in on this season is needing to take a step forward and really good one to start off with, especially on the defensive end. Plenty of people to pick for when it comes to our top performers. There are a ton of options and a 129 to 102 win of course when you see a score that lopsided and it's the first game of the season you would imagine that you have a lot to pick from and we certainly do hornets put up 38 points in the first quarter 30 in the second 30 in the third and 31 in the fourth even with some of the reserves mopping up some of that time there towards the end of the game but all in all great win for the hornets moving forward they got that game tomorrow night against the pelicans and of course that is the home opener here at the hive we would love to see you get your tickets at hornets.com or through the hornets app I mentioned top performers. We got a lot to talk about. That comes your way next right here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo, Sam Perley of Hornets.com with you on a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Didn't get to say that at all in the preseason, so it's good to say winning edition of the HHC. It's been a couple of months since we were able to say that, and of course we talked about it throughout the preseason. It did not matter if there was a win or an L in the column for those five games because it doesn't matter. Hornets pick up a win in their first try here last night in San Antonio. 129-102, Charlotte wins it last night. Terry Rozier was your leading scorer with 24 points. That was a game high. All five starters were in double figures last night. Everybody had 12 points or more. A couple of double-digit performances off the bench as well. We got a lot to pick from in terms of top performers. I will defer to the guest today, Sam Perley of Hornets.com. I know there's a lot to pick from, but if you had to circle one person, who was your top performer from last night? Well, that's very kind of you. Unless, yes, like you said, it's always a good, good problem to have when you got a bunch of guys to choose from. But the guy that stood out to me, I think, is kind of a pretty easy choice. Was Nick Richards? You know, we've talked a lot about. There was a lot of talk from Steve Clifford this summer about how impressed he'd been with Richards during the workouts, and then you saw some flashes in the preseason and. Man, he was good last night. Just really, really kind of set a tone down low. 19 points, career high. 10 rebounds, also career high. Uh, First career double-double. He also had eight offensive rebounds. I mean, how many possessions he kept alive. Just being physical, being disruptive down low. Putbacks. I think he had a couple and ones. Five of seven from the free throw line, seven of 13. Only played 22 minutes. I think they could have stretched him out. They just didn't need to in that fourth quarter. And I know plus minus can be a little dece- deceiving sometimes. He was plus 28 in 21 minutes off the bench. So the team just played really well when he was out there. Just, you know, end to end. You thought he was really disruptive around the glass, alternating shots on defense, converting and finishing down low, too. So what a performance by Nick Richards. He looks like he's ready. Again, I know it's just one game. I know we've got a long ways to go, but it, it there's some definitely feels like there's some validity to how good the summer he's had. This would be a really, really nice development for the Hornets if he can kind of keep playing at this 
at this rate. I don't think anybody would complain. Oubre tacking Primo into the lane. Wraparound pass. Nick Richards throws down the two-handed dunk plus the foul. Nick Richards looked absolutely phenomenal last night. He finishes with 19 points, 10 rebounds. That's a double-double, so if you're listening to this podcast early enough in the day, then you got half-off pizza at Domino's, so make sure you go ahead and use that with your online order. It's code Hornets for half-off pizza at Domino's today. By the way, too, Nick Richards last night, 7-13 from the field, 5-7 for from the free-throw line. Like I mentioned, that was a really promising thing to see because, again, the center position has been a little bit of a question mark the last couple of seasons for the Hornets. The 10 rebounds, eight of them coming on offense, like you mentioned there, Sam, just really remarkable stuff. Anytime that you're able to have more offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds is really impressive. It's even more impressive when you're able to notch a double-double with it as well. The thing I really enjoyed, too, I did like the plus 28, but I liked the zero turnovers better. He got the ball. He went back up strong with it, was able to create contact and get a couple of and-ones out of it as well. Anytime you get a center that's not Joel Embiid that goes to the free-throw line 20 times in a game, and if it's a guy like Nick Richards that can get to the free-throw line seven times and he's able to convert on five of those, I like the chances of the Hornets moving forward if that's the case. After the game yesterday, Nick caught up with Sam Farber on the Hornets Radio Network broadcast, and this is what he had to say about his performance. Coach Cliff, he talked to me the whole entire preseason. He just said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing the right things, and uh, eventually the stat sheet is going to show. Uh, I should have had more than I had today, but, you know, we still still happy for the win. Glad we just came out with the W. That's really interesting that you have 19 points, 10 rebounds, and you thought you should have had more. Just really good stuff from Nick Richards in last night's win. And again, one of the things that we heard all through preseason, all through training camp, was that Nick Richards was number two on the depth chart at the five. And a lot of people questioned that a little bit and said Nick Richards has made that big of a jump over the summer. And sure enough, he did based off yesterday's performance and what we saw in the preseason as well. Because in those last couple of preseason games, he really rounded into form. And we saw that again last night as well for me my top performer if you're going to leave him open i'm going to take the easy one that's the top scorer in terry rozier rozier squares up for a wing three that's good terry rozier drilling yet another lows three-point shot his third of the quarter hornets back on top by 21 t-row went off for 24 points that's a game high 10 and 19 from the field four for seven beyond the arc really impressive stuff six rebounds six assists in the win yesterday for the hornets And when you take a look, yeah, he had four turnovers. But again, Terry is one of those guys that plays point guard. He's played point guard in the past, but it's not his – I wouldn't say it's his natural position just based off of how good of a shooter he is. So the fact that he's still able to keep that shooting percentage up and still relatively take care of the basketball for the most part. Again, he had a couple of those turnovers later in the game in the third quarter. I'm not saying that's when it didn't matter, but they weren't as impactful as it might have been with a turnover early on in the contest where the Hornets – Did a really good job taking care of the basketball in the first and second quarter. Third quarter got away a little bit, but they were able to use that offense to continue to spread out that margin and, of course, really cruise to that 129-102 to victory. After the game yesterday, Terry Rozier talked about what that game meant moving forward. And, of course, Terry Rozier, he has a short memory. He's already looking forward to tomorrow. Nothing. I mean, the game over with now. We got got a big one on Friday. You know, it's the thing about this league, whether you win or win or lose, you got to move on and, and worry about the next one. I mean, it's good. It's always good to start the season off winning over. Now we got to take, we got to keep taking care of business and, and do what we got to do. Big one on Friday. First off, Sam, you got to love that mentality where you pick up the win. You're already looking forward to the next one. You're not going to dwell on the positives or the negatives of the game that you just played because you're already looking forward to that next one and trying to stack those wins that are going to really be important, especially in the Eastern Conference this season. We saw that last year as well. With that said, we talked about 
this last couple of weeks when LaMelo Ball went down with the sprained ankle that Terry Rozier is going to be a guy that's going to be called upon. He's going to have to step up, and he certainly did it last night with those 24 points. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I love that mentality for Terry. Wouldn't really expect anything less. Focusing on the positive and negatives, he can leave that to us. We'll, we'll pick it apart as much as necessary. But, yeah, you know, that's something that we've, we've hardly, hardly ever kind of, I think we just kind of glanced over it a little bit here is, you know, they didn't even have LaMelo Ball last night to put up almost 130 points in regulation. I mean, offensively, it was really, really impressive. It's just kind of putting Terry in, and the team doesn't even really miss a beat. I mean, what a luxury that was for a guy that's played a lot of point guard, played a lot of point guard in Boston for you know a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals at one point and that's what you need and it's not only playing that position but it's just as a leader on this team just making sure there's control there's organization there's rhythm there's timing for everything I mean that was just a very very quintessential Terrier performance in essence you know 24 25 points six rebounds six assists I'm sure he had a hand in you know a lot of deflections and you know disruptive defensively and went four seven from three and I think I mentioned it yesterday with you know Terry got off to a slow start last preseason I think he didn't play in as many games had a couple ankle injuries I don't even I actually think he might have sat out the season opener last year so to have him back and have him firing and, and to really kind of step up and take control and take some leadership when the team is shorthanded not having Lamelo, I wouldn't expect anything less just tremendous tremendous basketball player Hornets are lucky to have him and you know hopefully he can kind of keep this momentum going for however however long ball is out and then even more so after that no Lamelo, no problem last night for the Hornets 129 to 102 winners in San Antonio of course we'd obviously love to have LaMelo Ball of course he's coming back from that ankle injury just trying to take his time with it no rush here early on it is the first week of the season the games in March and April are probably going to matter a little bit more than they do right now in October and November and that's not saying that every game is not important but you would rather have him towards the end of the season rather than the beginning of the season so just trying to make sure that he comes back a fully 100 percent We know how LaMelo is. We know he is itching to get back out there on the floor. Probably have to restrain him a little bit just to make sure that he's fully ready to go at 100%. Don't want to rush him back when, quite frankly, the Hornets don't need to. Hornets 1-0 on the season already. I know it's just one game of 82, but we got to talk about what this means moving forward, what we can expect going to Game 2 tomorrow night against the New Orleans Pelicans. Again, home opener. We'd love to see you here at the Hive. Tickets available at Hornets.com. We're going to talk about that next right here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Buzz City, it's time to bring the Hive alive once again. Individual tickets and season ticket plans for the 2022-2023 season are now on sale. Join us on Friday for the home opener when your Hornets take on Zion Williamson and the rest of the New Orleans Pelicans. Tip time is set for 7 p.m. Secure your seats now at Hornets.com or through the Hornets mobile app. Rob Longo, Sam Perley, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta after Charlotte wins it 129-102 in San Antonio last night. Third time that the Hornets take on a Western Conference opponent to start the season, and the Hornets able to pull out a W against the San Antonio team that, again, isn't going to contend for the top spot in the West, but certainly are always going to play hard. That's just the hallmark of a Greg Popovich coach team. With that said, the Hornets looked really good last night. There's a lot to love. We already talked about it in our recap. We talked about it in our top performers. But what does this mean for Charlotte moving forward? It's a different opponent against the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow. Of course, we will get to that in our preview podcast for tomorrow's edition of the HHC. But what does this mean moving forward? What can we expect? What did we learn in last night's game? Sam, this is kind of an open forum. I'm going to kind of let you go wherever you want with this. I have something in the back of my mind about what I want to touch on, but... 
What stood out to you most in last night's game? What did we learn most about this team in a 129-102 to win last night? Yeah, well, again, I'll preface it as we'll say. We've said a few times. We'll probably say a few more times again. It's only one game, but... I just really liked the attention to detail on the defensive end. I, you could tell there was a real emphasis being put on it. And especially in the first quarter, second quarter, too, you saw all that defensive disruption and that physicality leading to bad shots or missed shots from the Spurs, leading to turnovers. And the Hornets got out and ran and just got the pace going. And as soon as you felt that pace going, as soon as they, that offense started flowing, getting lots of easy runouts, getting a lot of good looks, they were converting. I mean, that's what I think you're kind of looking for. That's what we talked about. If you can just get that defense, which I think was 22nd or 23rd last year, if you can get that up to just even in that 10 to 15 range, I know ideally the goal is to be top 10. If you can just get in that 10 to 15 range, that's going to help this offense so much more because they, they went out in transition, I think, at the highest rate last year off live ball rebounds. If you're getting more stops, if you're getting more turnovers, that's only going to fuel the offense the way this team is constructed and the way it likes to run. And even on makes last night, I mean, even on when the Spurs were getting shots in, the Hornets were still pushing the pace. So I really liked, you know, there was kind of this talking about when you, when you switch coaches, is it going to be the same kind of offense? Is it still going to be high tempo? I mean, you really saw the tempo last night. They pushed the pace off makes. They did it off misses so I love the style they played last night just balance play on both ends and they use their defense to fuel their offense certainly did that a couple times in last night's game the Hornets had 15 fast break points second chance points was a big opportunity as well 14 offensive boards resulted in 15 second chance points and you mentioned the turnovers because that defense definitely led the offense 15 turnovers for San Antonio resulted in 25 Hornets points it all comes together like we mentioned in that 129-102 to 102 win. That's certainly something that I noticed after last night's game, Sam. Something else I noticed is how deep this team is. We kind of knew that was going to be the case, but when you have guys like Dennis Smith Jr., who is one of those guys that got signed late going into training camp, we didn't see a lot from him. We didn't know what to expect from him. But when you got a guy like him that comes off the bench and is able to do stuff like this. Smith standing on the center court logo. Dribbles to his left, hesitation move, gets the baseline, up for the lay-in, that's good. Dennis Smith Jr., vintage performance, he's got 12, Hornets by 23. That's going to make you really dangerous. We already kind of touched on that a little bit about how this team is going to have to rely on that depth because of no LaMelo ball for the meantime. But when you look at other guys that were top performers or that stood out to me, Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. was a big one, 21 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, can both of his three-pointers, 4 assists, 12 points, 2 assists, 2 blocks. I mean, he did everything last night. And then you got other guys out there, like a Nick Richards. We already talked about him with our top performers. Jalen McDaniels was the first guy off the bench last night. We didn't even talk about him yet. And he had 23 minutes out there and was able to snag 5 rebounds. Didn't shoot the ball a whole lot, but he didn't have to yesterday. He just played some strong defense and kind of went on it from there. JT Thor only played 8 minutes last night, and he's one of those guys that we talked about on a podcast yesterday that could see a lot of substantial playing time depending on how the game goes. At the end of the day, everybody got into the contest because it was a blowout, but at the same time, head coach Steve Clifford said that he only wanted maybe 10 guys to play in last night's game. He ends up playing the entire bench because that's the way that the game shook out, but meaningful minutes, double-digit minutes-wise, 
he ends up going 10 deep, and that doesn't even count JT Thor in the eight minutes that he played as well. So I just can't get over the fact that this team is so deep. You know, they don't have that budding superstar with LaMelo Ball out of the lineup. They have a former All-Star in Gordon Hayward. They got solid pieces with P.J. Washington and Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier. But again, the fact that this team just did not have the respect of the national media and expectations going into the season were just so low from the outside it just kind of boggles my mind when you see a performance like this from everybody all around. I'm sorry, I got a little fired up there, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I got I to gotta rein you back in just a little bit. No, I definitely agree. And, you know, I think it's different because you and I and, and everybody else kind of in the organization, you see it up close and you see the progress that these guys are making. And, you know, it's fun to see, again, it's only one game, but to see them kind of go out and you see, you know, and then they had to make adjustments, obviously, you no know, LaMelo and then Cody Martin only played, I think, 55 seconds. And then, you know, that's going to be tough for a coach. You've got one plan in there and you go with these 10 and then something happens you got to kind of adjust a little bit more and then you know Kelly Oubre got in a little bit of foul trouble in the third quarter so you got to move things around you know it's never goes exactly how you think it's going to go but you know overall I think when you talk about the depth you just have so many guys that are really good at playing their role and playing to their strengths it's something that Steve Clifford said about Nick Richards after he just plays to his strengths great screener smart doesn't take bad shots knows who he is and I think you've got a lot of guys on this team that know what their strengths are you know some guys you know are going to be kind of the spark plug on offense the organizers the distributors you know there's going to be guys that are going to clean up rebounds and and just you know like Jalen McDaniels get some rebounds you know be disruptive around the rim be ready in the corners to get a couple three-pointers so yeah I definitely agree I think depth and, and, and playing to their strengths you just have a lot of guys that seem like you know if they can kind of continue this process you know hopefully we see more performances like night last night but they're buying into their role and, and, and kudos to Dennis Smith because that was I think he could have easily been you know one of our players of the game as well because he looked really really impressive last night coming into a little bit of a different role than what he's used to and was really big for the Hornets off the bench so yeah all around let's just keep it going game one of 82 and I'm already a little bit too fired up I suppose but one more thing I want to touch on before we wrap this up Sam and you kind of touched on it there as well is the fact that All of these pieces just fit so well together. Everybody has their niche, and they all do it really well. Mason Plumlee is a great screen and roller. P.J. Washington can sit in a corner and do a pick and pop and hit threes. Gordon Hayward spaces out the floor and hits the mid-range. Terry Rozier can do a little bit of everything. You got guys that come off the bench like Nick Richards that can just clean up the offensive glass and give you 19 and 10. Everybody just does their specific things so well that they don't have to go out and be impressive. They don't have to go out and make the flashy play. Of course, that's LaMelo Ball's calling card, but they just have to go out there and they just have to do their job. They just have to play their game, and that's something that Coach Clifford talked about You know, before the game on Wednesday night is – Just go out, play your game, and it'll take care of itself. That's certainly what happened. They played defense. They shot the ball very well, above average probably, when you're shooting around 51%. But it doesn't matter because everything just took care of itself because everybody did their job. And that's better than having a crazy superstar that can go out there and give you 50 points. You're not relying on one guy. You're relying on this team effort because if one guy doesn't play very well, and in last night's instance it was Cody Martin going down with an injury, everybody else was able to step up and do their job and do it well, and it ends up in a win. So again, I'm getting a little fired up here, but I just can't overstate the fact that team basketball at the end of the day is the most important thing you can do, even in today's age of the NBA when you're talking about one big superstar that can go out and drop 50 or a big three that you know is going to be the core of your offense, the core of your team. There's teams out there that are total teams, like this Hornets team, that can go out there and win games and make an impact.
Yeah, I mean, I don't got too much more to add to that. You're you're on a roll right now. We got 81 more of these, Rob. You can't. You gotta you know spread it out a little bit. We yeah, gotta, I, you gotta pace ourselves a little bit. I guess I'm emptying the clip a little too early, but <laughs> hey, I had to get it off my chest. And if there's anybody I'm gonna vent to, it's the one and only Sam Burley. Yes, I know because Sam Farber would kind of agree with you, and you guys would just go back and forth, and this thing would go on for two hours. But yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. It's it's fun to watch it, and you know, again one game it's against a team that is you know for lack of a better word kind of rebuilding and, and you know using a lot of young players too but like I think I think I said in the first segment winning's harder than the NBA it is it doesn't matter who you're playing on any given night anybody can beat anybody I think the best teams in the league approach every game whether they can knowing they can go into it and win or they can go into it lose no matter how they handle themselves so you know it's it's a great start to the season it's something the Hornets can certainly build on and there's some really encouraging stuff particularly defensively particularly with the depth particularly with guys playing the different roles and uh you know at some point hopefully in this foreseeable future you're going to back add back a 21 year old all-star in Lamelo ball too so it's a fun start to the season let's just you know hopefully they can keep it rolling uh tomorrow night against new orleans a lot to be excited about hornets win at 129 to 102 against san antonio last night 1-0 on the season moving forward here tomorrow night against the new orleans pelicans get your tickets at hornets.com we'd love to see you for the home opener going to be really exciting as the hornets take on zion and the rest of the pelicans a big thank you to sam Perley for joining me on today's edition of the hhc for sam i'm rob longo saying so long thank you so much for joining us on today's winning edition of the hornets hivecast and we'll see you tomorrow once again right here on the hhc thank you for listening to the hornets hivecast brought to you by senta the official eye ear nose and throat care provider of the charlotte hornets for more coverage visit hornets.com